0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Between the Shadows, the very very first show. We're really excited to be here and we really just want to say thank you for joining us, Dark Shadows fans, young and old. My name is Kristen. My name is Kara. Dark Shadows as you know what? It's it's difficult to even know where to start, honestly. I mean, I think we've just recently said this has been 30 years in the making, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. I just like to open this very first one by saying that Dark Shadows has been a large part of my life, and I'm sure I'm sure Carrie's life too, since God, since our dad first introduced it to us when we were just little kids, like small kids. Um, I mean, I don't
1: really don't think I could put a certain age on when I started watching it. I mean, we've been watching it literally our entire lives.
0: Yeah, I think my earliest memory, Dark Shadows, was there. I don't even know what year it was. Dad sitting on that couch in that tiny little house. <laughs> and it was before all of the moving started, that I, the, our first move that I can remember. But he sat on the couch with his, his big old tall bookcase for VHS's back then, pulling him out of the bookcase. Just getting scared out of my mind seeing that cover with Barnabas Collins on the front mm-hmm. with his big old teeth and his nasty cane, you know, <laughs> (laughs) I think we dubbed him Sharp
1: Teeth. Sharp Teeth used to scare the crap out of me. Dad, please, I don't want to watch Sharp Teeth. Mm -hmm. I remember laying in bed at night after going to bed. They put us to bed and um, hearing the theme song just playing in the dark while we're laying in our room trying to go to sleep. I just remember hearing the theme song and trying to stay awake to hear what they're talking about in the show. Oh, man.
0: Even then, I was curious. I'm like, and in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know, Dad. Maybe when I'm older. (laughs) And you know what? When I was older, it did happen because he was telling us, hey, I just started watching Dark Shadows. And, you know, back in the days of the Netflix DVDs that you got in the mail, eventually you could get three at a time, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. It was like three. Up to three. But that was back when they were just doing the one disc at a time thing. It was like the library. You just keep mailing it back and forth. And he was like, I just got the next Dark Shadows, does he want to come over and watch it? And we were always like, yeah, let's do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I really, really looked forward to that when I was a kid. I was like, we're going to go to weekend. We're going to get snacks. We're yeah. going to probably have this nice dinner, because that's what Dad used to do. P.S. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Daddy. This episode is all for you. You're the whole reason we even like this show. you the whole reason we want to sit here and talk about it forever right. and ever. <laughs> so, happy birthday, Dad. This one's for you. We love you very much. We love you. So, that was when I really started to love Dark Shadows when I was a teenager. And now that I've done all this research and we've been watching it for so long and it's literally, once it stops, I have to start it back over from the beginning. I can't just pick it up in one certain place. And That's not how I watch Dark Shadows start to finish, start to finish. Every time. Every time. Every time. When, because when Dark Shadows was on, it was geared towards teenagers, you know? Absolutely. And so now... That I know that, and you know, when I found that out, I'm like, well, that makes sense that at 15 I loved Dark Shadows, and mm-hmm. all I could think of was Dark Shadows. Mm-hmm. Couldn't wait to get to my dad's to watch the next Dark Shadows disc that he just got from Netflix. It
1: was like Dark Shadows was my first taste of the macabre and like vampires, stuff like that, werewolves, witches. You know, that was my first taste of what all that was. And since then, I mean, I've always been interested and intrigued. And it started with dark shadows. You know
0: what? And that's what I've said about this show forever. The stories, the stories are dark shadows. They are the hook. They are what drew me to Collinwood and the, the all the people in it from the very beginning. I mean, even from that first one, that first weird story they brought on, like before Barnabas, it was it was Josette's ghost. And, right. Yes. And before then, it was just about Burke Devlin getting his revenge, Vicky Winters finding out who her parents are. Why the heck is David so screwed up? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that those were great stories. That was intrigue enough. That was intrigue enough. That was soap opera material right there. I mean, from itself. that and and Roger, that dude is sketch. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the more the more you watch it, you realize God. Roger's a jerk. Yeah. You know, he just—yeah,
1: what a derp! <laughs> and but no wonder about David.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, well, it's bad enough that this guy, this jerk, who is only out to cover his own his own butt. You know, not only did David inherit all of that from him. We know nothing about his mother. Not yet. Somehow you get the feeling in the beginning that that's the reason David is really messed up. I mean, anybody can have a jerk father and and grow up to be a wonderful person. Yeah, it's just all
1: in what is happening.
0: What is going on? Right. So that, sorry, that was a bunny trail, but worth mentioning, I think. Yeah. But those stories from the beginning, before they put anything supernatural in there, that right there was the beginning for me. And then you get Josette's ghost coming out of her portrait, and David's like, she protects me, you know? From that story all the way to the tail end of the whole series, it's parallel time. You know, they're in Collinwood, and it's a whole different slew of characters nobody we've ever seen before something it's it's dark like darker than Collinwood should be from that and then you find out that there is this cursed room in the east wing of the house one person from every generation has to spend the night in this room I mean these stories there was such a wide broad range of stories you know it was all weird and mystical and magical but well
1: and the point where David and with Josette's ghost that's the moment you find out and that's I feel like that's the first moment that things start getting weird and that you learn that David is clairvoyant yep Yep. talking to ghosts talking to the dead he's yep. clairvoyant and it and doesn't that's bug when, him at all and that's when like watching those beginning episodes before barnabas when you when david has that moment with the portrait and with mm-hmm. the ghost yeah, you find out he's clairvoyant that's when my it just i got chills and that's where i really got hooked mm-hmm. i was like oh my god it's getting weird it's getting cool i can't wait I wanted to watch more.
0: Yeah. I mean, every time we talk about it, we'll, you know, we'll split ways and go to our separate places.
1: And then I'm like, I need to watch Dark Shadows. Where are my DVDs? You know? <laughs> exactly. And. I was never more happy for them to put out that box set. It was worth every penny. It always will be. That would beat the one Netflix DVD
0: a week. You know, that just, it beats it. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I've always wanted it to have on hand. Like. Whenever I wanna watch it, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. It's the best yep. thing. It's true. But, but I go-
0: think the last time I watched it, start to finish, it took me six months, almost to the day, to watch it from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. But I've stopped counting because it doesn't matter <laughs> because as soon as I finished it, you know, it might get one or two days on the shelf before I put it back in the DVD player. Mm -hmm. I think my longest stretch was maybe a month before I watched it again, but usually it's within that first week. I'm like, nope, got to watch it again. (laughs) Because after you watch the original, you got to go to the revival, because that was a pretty, that was a pretty kicking series. I mean, they did really well with that, I think. And then, of course, you have The House of Dark Shadows, you have Night of Dark Shadows, and we're going to watch those too. Been a large part for a long time, and i'm so happy that we finally sat down and did this this yes. is you know yes this has been so many years in the making and
1: and you know we were talking about it was the type of show it was a one and done shoot type of thing and i love the fact that it was the type of show and everyone talks about this in all their interviews that there was no time to go back and reshoot the flood lines <laughs> it's like i love the rawness Yeah. It just makes it more real. It's not perfect, but it's natural.
0: It's it's natural. It's not overproduced.
1: To me me it it's totally believable. It's like talking to somebody in real life. It's not rehearsed. It's you know
0: Some shows for me are just they're real.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Barnabas Collins is real for me, you know? (laughs) And all these other characters, you know, when I see their picture I'm like, Oh, that's Liz's daughter, that's Barnabas Collins, you know. Right. You know, it, they're they're real people for me, and you get sucked in like that, and this was one of those shows for me, you right. know?
1: And I just take, like, you know, the flubs and seeing all the boom mics and the shots and all that. Like I just take that as the bloopers that we possibly would have never seen. Yeah, totally.
0: I, I mean, and I that wasn't that. a thing that they did back then, you know? Yeah. It's just like, here you go. If you screw up,
1: well, there's always tomorrow. <laughs> Somebody you know? shooing a fly out of their face or flubbing their line and repeating it, and... <laughs> it's bloopers you probably would have never seen or or the terrible
0: (laughs) the terrible close-up angles of the girls noses those poor things (laughs) they you know for back the I mean their skin was really great I mean I'm glad for them because that would have been so embarrassing with some of the some even the camera flubs you know and great makeup department (laughs) yes yes they did make up the girls pretty you know when the time came but even you know you have the cameras rolling over the cords and you know it's a big bonk (laughs) bonk on the camera and you know, scenes in the background just slowly falling down or just not working. Doors not opening when they're supposed to. And mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the actor's standing there jiggling the handle trying to get this door open. And
1: <laughs> They're closing doors and things fall down. <laughs> yeah. <the> <laughs>
0: or you see a stagehand <laughs> in the background shut that door because it didn't close all the way. <laughs> you know. It's, it's I love it all. Uh, yeah. It's, we would have it's never gotten, gotten that real. And real. So. It's as much a part as Dark Shadows is the storyline I think it just and it's just
1: one of the many things that makes
0: it memorable (laughs) and there's there's literally since then there's never been anything else like it and and it's just it just doesn't I don't know Dark Shadows had something that you know that I don't get anymore from I haven't gotten it since
1: yeah nothing makes me feel the way it makes me yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy like a bad drug but it's this one's a good drug yes and since we're like in the beginning of like pre-Barnabas let's talk about Diana Millay
0: Oh, that's a bad idea. I could go on forever about Diana because
1: she was really the beginning of the magical part of the show and I thought it was so great to enter with that.
0: I mean everybody's done ghosts,
1: you know. Yeah. yeah. The A
0: Christmas Carol,
1: the dude saw three ghosts,
0: four ghosts in one night. Yeah, everybody does ghosts. Everybody sees so ghosts. Laura, Laura Collins was the first. Like, holy crap! What is going on? Yes. you know. Yes. It. She and okay, Diana Millay, God rest her soul. She, I think she died earlier or la- late last year. I think. And uh, she was. She was just. She was fantastic as Laura Collins. I think. And I love that they gave her a job when she was so many months pregnant, and they did a really good job of hiding
1: it. (laughs) And she's like, I'm not going to audition. I just want to have the job. Yeah. Yeah, If you don't like me, then I'll walk. That's cool. Yeah. But I I, love that they just took a chance, gave it to her. She nailed it.
0: There was an interview that she she was talking about when she walked into Bob Costello's office. Mm Mm-hmm. And he gave her the soliloquy about the phoenix that she told David to read. Yes. And she asked him, she she read it over and she said her, her jaw hit the ground and she looked up at him and said, can I read this to you? And he was like, you got the part. <laughs> He's like, you got the part. And she, You're she responded, well, thank heaven because this is me. I am a phoenix. Right. And she sta- she says that she was Laura Collins. Like, Laura Collins was Diana Millet. Yes. She says it was an easy part for her because she, she said that she believed every minute that she was the phoenix. And it helped her make it believable for us, you know? Yes. And one thing that she said that I loved so much, that yes, Laura Collins, she was a phoenix. Yes, she was metaphysical. She was a myth and being human. But primarily, she was a mom. Yeah, she I, I I truly believe that the storyline that Laura Collins did in fact love her son. I really think that, and definitely. Um, she said that Laura Collins wasn't evil, and that there are many sides to the Phoenix. She could create miracles, and they weren't all wonderful miracles, right. but miracles, you know, just the same. And, right. but she says, but neither are humans. Humans aren't wonderful either, and but she tried to be a good and wonderful mom diana malay says well that's what we're all trying to do
1: we're all just trying to be good humans and raise good humans you know and considering the fact that yes she was trying to pull david into the fire and technically kill her kid Mm -hmm. i mean it was all out of love i I mean that's a that's a mother's love yeah i think i I don't think there's they'll, they'll go to the ends of the earth
0: and that was the only time that was the only way she could be with david forever
1: is if he would become a phoenix too. All because she loved her child. She just wanted to be with her child forever. Yeah. This was her, not by choice, and she just wanted her child. Yeah. and She couldn't live another hundred years without her kid. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, as crazy as it sounds...
0: (laughs) I mean, what a way to introduce, really introduce, the supernatural on a show. I mean, just that story alone... Made me cry a little because, you know, you almost wanted David to go into the fire to be with his mom. Yeah. You know, I'm like, of course, David's got to live. That's that's horrible. It's a horrible way to die. Yes. You know, but then you see Lauren, all she wants is that baby to run into her arms, you know? Yeah.
1: And speaking of David, I have to give it up for David because he, to not have much of a catalog before Dark Shadows... And after Dark Shadows, he did pretty amazing as a child actor. Oh, man. I think he was pretty amazing. I mean, holding his own up against the actors he was on that show with. And honestly, he's one that rarely flubbed his lines. Yeah. In my opinion. David. David had. Yeah. And I was so impressed. I was so impressed. And I'm a little sad that we never got more from him.
0: Yeah. I I mean, and there were so many facets of David. Yes, you know?
1: and he did so well changing his characters up and not getting confused and getting names flubbed totally. up between the time periods he was bouncing between. There were so many times and,
0: that the adults called Daniel David and yes. they called Jameson David and J- David was Jameson and it was like, wait a minute, and which it, time are we in? <laughs> but it, but it didn't mess it, him up. Yeah, it didn't mess him up. He was he, he was right on, on the money. Q. And you know, I was so impressed with that kid. He started out by being this I was afraid of this kid. Mm-hmm. I think if I think if I had been hired to be his governess or as a teacher if he was in one of my classes I I cannot guarantee that kid's safety <laughs> I mean if, if he wow if he had
1: done half the stuff he did to Vicki to me I just don't and that's probably a big reason why he was um homeschooled like, yeah. he wasn't in boarding school or anything. Well,
0: they they mention that he was kicked out of school. Yeah. But we, in the original series, we never find out why. But we can only imagine his <laughs> behavior. And In the revival series, I don't know how true this is to the original story, but in the revival series, they find out that David can't go back to regular school in Collinsport because he set fire to the school and he can never okay. go back. Okay, okay. So, and with the Laura being the Phoenix thing, it kind of fits. That totally fits. So, it, that was totally viable. See, it's these
1: things that they don't put in the show that are in the stor- original storylines that, man, they so fit and they could have kept them.
0: Yeah. And but, I mean, I think Dan Curtis working on both had a lot to do with that.
1: I mean, Dan Curtis, I mean, he proved you could make your literal dreams come true. I mean, Dark Shadows all began with a dream of Dan's and that's just...
0: It's true. I mean, he had a dream. I think the story goes, he had a dream about a girl who was riding on a train, and she had been hired to be a governess. And that right there, just off that dream, was the first episode, because literally before that, fir- that whole first episode, Vicky's trying to get to Collinwood. You know, she has to stop at the friggin' hotel bar <laughs> bar because they ain't nobody there to give her a ride. I mean, in this particular the original series, she she's waiting on the cab driver. Cab driver's got a flat tire. In other interpretations of it, it's Willie who's supposed to go get her. Okay, yeah. In the original, she's waiting on the cab driver. Cab driver have flat tire. But this whole this whole first episode She's trying to get to Collinwood. And then right as those credits roll, right at the end of the first episode, Elizabeth Stoddard closes the doors behind her. And that's it. That's right. the first episode. That's it. Yep. Even that first episode was intriguing. It it just was. And it's like, okay. Like, my minimum, when I watch new shows that I haven't ever seen, I usually try to do, like, a three-episode minimum, you know? Right, and yeah. And if, if you still got me hooked after the third episode, I'm going to
1: keep watching. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, you got to get introduced to everybody and... Get the feel of what the show is actually about and what's everybody's story. And that takes a few episodes. Yeah,
0: you can't just base it on one episode. But based on that first Dark Shadows episode, I was not hesitant about going to the second episode. Well, what's going on? Now I'm intrigued, you know. (laughs) You know, originally it wasn't going to be called Dark Shadows. It was going to be called Shadows on the Wall. That was the original story bible that Art Wallace wrote for Dan based off this dream. Yes. And I think other titles were Castle of Darkness or The House on Widow's Hill, Terror at Collinwood. Um, When they pitched it to ABC, it was actually called The House on Storm Cliff. Right. But they changed it to Dark Shadows, which, by the way, Dark Shadows works. It works better than anything else.
1: Yeah, and Dan was even saying in... um the documentary, the Amazon documentary, the Master, Master Dark shadows. shadows. Watch it. <laughs> yes,
0: it's got um, commercials. It's worth it.
1: He was saying that um, <coughs> you know they they pitched him the um, Shadows on the Wall title, and he's like, oh, I just didn't like that. He's like, but he's like something like Dark Shadows, you know. He's like, you know, there's light shadows, there's dark shadows. Yeah, He's somebody
0: like, tried to argue, well, aren't all shadows are dark. He was like, no, not really.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and he had, he actually came up with dark shadows himself. Yeah. I mean, the creator.
0: What a, what a feat. You yes. Know? That is one man I would love to have on this show, but God rest him. Yeah. He pitched it to ABC. He wanted to do it at night. It's a nighttime gothic soap and they're like, Well, we got we needed our afternoon slots. He was like, this Well, isn't we got three thirty
1: available in the afternoon. How yeah. about that?
0: <laughs> he was like, This is not a soap opera, you know? And a lot of the actors that you talk to or or that interview, excuse me. I've never met any of them. I'm hoping to change that. But a lot of the actors have said it didn't feel like they were in a soap opera. It seemed more like a uh, like an anthology series. Right. And I think uh, Catherine Lee Scott, I think, said that, and that was right on the money. It was an anthology series.
1: Completely, because with. All the different things they did, like you know, they did the vampire, they did the werewolf, they did Frankenstein, they did the Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and Jekyll and Hyde, and whoever else you can name off. Picture they, of Dorian Gray. Yes. Um, turn of the Screw. Yes. Anthology series was a very good way to put it and yeah. to look at it if you didn't want to call it a soap opera. I don't watch a soap opera.
0: They they really it's a great did. Great anthology series. Whoever whoever they were basing these stories off of, man. They really went for Edgar Allan Poe. There was so many from Edgar Allan Poe that they kind of inspired the story on, and which was great. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe,
1: man, he was... And Poe is my favorite. I, he's great. So, I, I mean, again, Dark Shadows was the beginning of my first taste of the weird and the macabre, and that led into me to Edgar Allan Poe. He's my favorite, so it's... I mean,
0: don't get me don't get me wrong. Some of the writing did feel a little bit soap opera ish. The the marriage trouble and Liz is waiting on on Widow's Hill for her husband, you know. And yeah.
1: Everybody's with everybody switching partners, you know. Yeah. But Car- Carolyn's with Joe, and then he's with Maggie. Yeah, and, and then she. Did, then he's with Angelique because he yeah. got bit, oh, you know. Lord, <laughs> Stuff yes. like that, you know. Yes. So the typical many. soap opera yeah, material. Definitely. But the overall
0: story and the characters, they really didn't feel that way to me. They felt like real people, you know, who have never heard of anything that's happening to them. Nobody's heard of ghosts and vampires and nobody's read Bram Stoker, you know,
1: and it's just. And I I, I can't remember. It might have been David Selby. It might have been Laura Parker um, that said it. But, you know, these characters are so eccentric. They really are. And you had to be just as eccentric to play them, and they yes. and they were yes, and that's why, God, they pulled it off. They and really
0: did, and they they used so many like stage actors because the the movie actors are very refined and very very perfect. Yes, but you get these Shakespearean. You get Jonathan Frid, who was a Shakespearean actors actor. And you
1: have Joan Bennett.
0: Yeah, all of these all of these people who could perform in front of people. Yeah. you know. And that, I think, was the eccentricity that, you know, that just made the show Mm -hmm. so great. Mm -hmm. You know, because the characters were eccentric. Like, you you know, they got very eccentric but wonderful people to play them. Like, every person played their part so well. That person was who they were playing. They
1: became them, like... In front of the camera. A- yeah. They sold it. They sold it.
0: And man, Dan Curtis and Bob Costello really knew how to hook people and get them out, you know, yeah. pick these perfect people. Yeah. Now, I guess when Dark Shadows was going to be dropped, um, the show had about eight weeks left. And um, this was on an interview with uh, Malcolm... Marmorstein, I think is I apologize, dude, if I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) They had eight weeks left, and he was the one who came up with the idea of the phoenix. Like, he had to explain it to Dan Curtis. This is what a phoenix is. Because of this storyline, they were renewed for another
1: 13 weeks, I think is what they said. It it was actually, um, when Laura came into the story, they had four weeks left of those 13 weeks left. okay, okay, okay. So that's when Laura came in. They had four weeks left to go. Okay. Of that, the right. last thirteen weeks they gave them. That was even shorter. I mean, they so came they up with the, yeah,
0: and they got Laura. Laura the storyline of Laura did kind of pick up a little because I noticed that when I was watching. I've just, mm-hmm. I've, I'm just <laughs> at the tail end of Laura the Phoenix and in, in, in my rotation of Dark Shadows right now. Yes. <laughs> um, and God, I you know I a lot of the time, or I guess this time I paid more attention to Laura and I her story and. Oh my goodness! I'm so conflicted when I watch it. You know, it's like you can't kill your kid. It was crazy, and but then you wanted her to be a wonderful mom to David. You wanted David to be with his mom. They did that in four weeks, and they were renewed after that. And Dan Curtis was like, "Okay, well, what's the next thing? What do we do after that? We gotta, we gotta keep this going. We got 13 more weeks, you know." And he suggested uh, Malcolm, the writer, uh, suggested getting this tall blonde guy. To play a vampire on Dark Shadows because you, they didn't want to make him look like a regular vampire would look, you know, like Bella Lugosi and Dracula. Yeah. But so they wanted, you wanted they wanted this this bleach blonde babe from California to play Barnabas <laughs> Collins. A hunk. And then, yeah, a hunk. <laughs> and then Jonathan Frid walks in and this is the guy that they've hired. He's not a blonde. I mean, he is quite tall, but he's not blonde and he's not the California beach babe, but holy crap. I loved him as Barnabas. He he
1: was Barnabas Collins. Yes. He he was proper. He was refined. He was polite. <laughs> I mean, and you charming. know, charming. charming. Yes, charming. And Barnabas uh, Collins could charm
0: a snail. I'm only saying. <laughs> I mean, the charm in this man, I think his charm carried him and got him out of so many situations. Definitely. But
1: when they had, you know, four of those weeks left to go after the Laura saga, that's when they got the additional 13 weeks. And that's when we got Barnabas.
0: Yeah. Jonathan Fritz said he wasn't convinced that, you know, he was, he didn't think he was going to stay on after those 13 weeks, you know, exactly. he was like, well, it's a short job.
1: Let's do it. You know? Yes. And um, and it's funny. Um, I just on the documentary, <laughs> I just heard um, them talking about that Dan had come to Jonathan with a stack of papers, and he's like, he's s- sitting there thinking, "I'm getting canned. This is it. Hear the, yeah. the 13 weeks are over." And he's like, "No, this is a stack of fan letters for you." Uh, and yeah, that's and they just decided to keep them. They couldn't get rid of them.
0: How could you though? I understand why these teenage girls, boys and gir- boys and girls, not just girls, yes. could not let Barnabas go, you know, after mm-hmm. 13 weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first you're like, is he going to get his? He's so mean, you know? And then you just love him, you know? It's like, it's like, oh God, I hope Barnabas doesn't get staked tonight, you know?
1: <laughs> right. You know, you're expecting the typical vampire that has no remorse. He is who he is. Right. But if I'm wrong, I mean, this is just how I see it. Um... But just the way Jonathan himself portrayed this character. Yeah. He just ended up having that sense of reluctancy. Yeah. And, and I think Jonathan had a lot to do with that, just the way he portrayed him. Yeah. That he just ended up becoming that kind of vampire.
0: Right. And, and he said that he and Barnabas, the character, kind of grew together. Like, you know, in the beginning, Barnabas is, he's a vampire. He's been in this coffin for almost 200 years, and he's coming into this world that he knows nothing about. Yes. So he comes up out of that coffin. He's awkward. You know, he's from the 1700s. And then you have Jonathan, who comes on the screen, and he's a little bit awkward himself. You know, so right. Barnabas and Jonathan grew together as the show progressed. Yeah. You know, they eventually, each of them eventually got more comfortable with the family. He got more comfortable playing Barnabas, yeah. you know, and, and he just... He found his niche. He really did. With the and character and
1: what he wanted to do with
0: him. Jonathan Fred was Barnabas Collins. There, are many, but there have been several who did a great job as Barnabas, but... Yes, but yes, but... Jonathan's he was the man. first.
1: He was the original, and there's never going to be anything like the original, no matter what it is—Dark Shadows, Star Wars, whatever you want. Yep. There's nothing like the original. That it's so capturing and so timeless and so yeah original.
0: I absolutely agree. It's so funny to see the the way things played out in this show. Like in the beginning, when. Art Wallace was writing this this story bible for the show. I've I've gotten my hands on a few uh excerpts from it. I can't of course can't find the bi- the book itself. It's it's completely out of print. Nobody yeah. has it. If you do find a copy, it is uh not on the cheap side unless by some miracle you run into your local thrift store and there it is on the bookcase for mm-hmm. 90 cents and it's, you know, 50% <laughs> off day, you know. But the story bible was uh, pretty rare and pretty pretty informative. There was a lot of things that were different in the story bible that wasn't in the show. A few storylines had changed. There's, uh, you know, Carolyn Stoddard, Liz's daughter, was dating Joe Haskell, you know, somebody who worked for the Collinses. Yeah. And, yeah, he worked on the docks for them. Yeah, he yeah. worked on the boats, and then eventually got a promotion because Liz wanted her wanted him to marry her daughter. You know, and Bill, Bill Malloy was his
1: boss. Bill right? Malloy was his <laughs> boss. You know
0: what? Bill Malloy is another story. Yeah, that for is a another whole other day. story. Yes. Um, yeah. So she wanted. You know, they they're dating, and eventually, you know, they they part ways. You know, they soap opera breakup. I'm just saying.
1: They drag it on and finally end it.
0: Yeah, and. So they break up. Well, in the original story Bible, they stay together. And Joe has, like, no attraction towards Maggie. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how that would have changed things, just that by itself, you know. Because Joe and Maggie were just... They make my heart sing a little bit.
1: (laughs) But... Carolyn was just a little too uptight for, I think, Joe's spirit. She
0: was so desperate just to get out, you know.
1: She just wanted to get out. She had her own demons that she maybe took out on other people... And not deliberately. But you know, she had her yeah. own demons. She was fighting and it interfered with her.
0: She she was you know, you know, she she wanted to be out of the house. She didn't want to be in the the prison or the jailhouse. She always referred to it as, you know, something, you know, something crazy. But yeah, I wonder how things would have changed. You know, would he have eventually married Carolyn? Would they be having little Haskell Carolyn babies
1: together, you, you know? know? creating more Collinses.
0: Yeah, creating more Collinses because
1: at this point, nobody else has baby. It's David. David's it. You know. Yeah, that's that's one big thing that. I mean, I think the last babies we saw in the show were Quentin and Jenny's.
0: Yeah, those it, were like the only.
1: Well, okay, I lied. I lied, kind of, because you know when Jeb, when Jeb, I don't know. He, yeah, I know he was a creature of some type, but you know that he was. It was still a baby at one point, so that was probably. But yeah, there weren't that wasn't a big part of the storyline, people having babies and getting pregnant and all yeah. that. Which is what I like that they didn't put in there, because that's a big piece of soap opera material as well. The drama of who's having whose baby, yeah. you know. They, I like that that wasn't part of it. I like that. It gets distracting. Yeah. Yeah. It, a it while. does,
0: because, you know, then you have to worry about, oh no, I gotta get involved with their kids, I gotta figure out about their kids and it's just yeah. Everybody's like one big happy family because they're right. having kids. Exactly. But
1: I like that 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 wasn't in there, um, and that wasn't part of it. Yeah, I agree. There I was agree. there was room for more content.
0: And the only pregnant person they made was at the tail end with the whole Catherine and Bromwell thing. That's right. And That's right. that was the only pregnant person I think they made wow. on the show. Wow. That's right. And. I don't know that one. That one, even at the end, you know, made me go, "Whoa!" That's
1: mm-hmm. it's new. it was new. Yeah,
0: it was it was new. Totally, again with the soap opera thing, was not her husband's baby; it was her lover's baby. You know, yeah, and yeah. very soap opery. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, some of these fates were changed, and um, some of the names were changed. Um, Barnabas Collins stayed the same. You know, that was one yes. of they wrote out and. Uh, weren't sure about it at first but then they saw it on a gravestone and were like Barnabas Collins yes you know so that was one of I mean those it things. sounds like a name from the 1700s it, keep it it totally does <laughs> we know that or Bill Malloy we know he's at a different date for his story but we know that he does die um but in the original story bible he doesn't die he lives I really think that Bill Malloy and uh, Elizabeth could have made something of their relationship, more than just the business.
1: You know, if she wasn't so you know terrified with her own demons, totally, that could have been a good.
0: Totally, and and Bill Malloy admitted to him, "Well, you're just the greatest lady I know," mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, anyway. But I I loved Bill Malloy. I was I was so sad about his fate not changing. But
1: yeah, but speaking of the Bible. Um... The Dark Shadows Bible. The other characters, you know, the other things that changed and didn't make it to the screen story. They were talking about...
0: Roger Collins?
1: Yeah. What were they saying about Roger? Oh, Roger Collins. So
0: we weren't supposed to have Roger for a very long time at all. I mean... Right, yeah. Roger made it to the end of the storyline. Yes. You know, to the very tail end um, of the series. But we were supposed to lose Roger in the whole Burke Devlin era. And because he is just, he's convinced that Vicki is Burke's accomplice and she's only there to, you know, to get Burke information or whatever. And, you know, they bicker and they fight and it gets a little bit violent and Roger takes a leap off of Widow's Hill and that's it. We wouldn't have Roger anymore. You know, David would still be left there, probably burning up with Laura by now because Roger wasn't there. Yep. And yeah, we, we, I just wonder not having Roger, I think would have been probably a pretty big change because Roger there's such good character development with roger that since they kept him you know he went from being this dirtbag who didn't give a crap about his son and actually said the words you know my son and i hate each other yeah you know and it's yeah. that i mean I, I felt so bad for them because they couldn't just you know get along you know they always had to bat each other's throats yeah and
1: and like if they did not keep louis Edmonds on the show, what would they would have done when they went back into the past? He played, he played Joshua Collins
0: and, and, uh, let's see. Um, uh, the next one was, I think Edward, Edward, Edward.
1: And he was, he was so many characters, you know, (laughs) but I mean, but we would have gotten a new actor for the past. I mean, but uh, it's just, it's just sweet. And I was talking about this with Barry, my boyfriend, and he was saying there's no other show that use, reuses the characters like dark shadows yeah. did for different time yeah. periods but the only one that we could come up with from today's shows on TV is probably american horror story they they reuse their characters for the different stories they're doing like it's a different it's a different story each season on american horror story and they reuse the same characters for the I different didn't stories. pick up on that. I've only yeah. seen
0: like one season, a couple seasons. It's the
1: same actors for all the different tales they're telling for each different season. I didn't
0: realize that. That's pretty yeah. cool.
1: So I mean, of today's shows, that's about the only one I could think of that reuses their characters and their actors like Dark Shadows did, and, so it works, and it works. It does. Love it. I and and, and Dan it.
0: Curtis knew it would work. They were like, "Oh, you can't do that. They won't follow." And it's like, "Oh no, we'll we'll get there. They'll, yes. they'll get it. You and, know,
1: um, they'll follow us." Catherine Lee Scott was talking about that in one of her interviews, and she was like, "And." They were like, well, we're going to need to hire more actors. They're like, no, the audience will get it. They'll follow. Yeah, they'll follow. They'll follow along. And they, and, of course. And they did. did. Yes. And it
0: wasn't hard to do. You're like, oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And. It's totally believable. Yeah. They're and playing it, their ancestors. And it plays into Vicky's confusion about being in the past. Exactly. It's like, why doesn't anyone know me? Yes. You know? Yes. So I agree. It and totally up, works. She shows up outside the old house and she's like, well, that's the old house. Why does it look so nice? Because, you know, the old house is totally run down, Mm -hmm. you know. And Mm -hmm. even Jonathan Frid commented on it in a radio interview. He was like, um, the old house came about because um, Dan Curtis was going on these morning walks before the sun was just right and they could get the photos, you know, of the, the houses and whatnot. And he stumbles on this old colonial mansion. And it's run down and the shutters are flapping, you know. And you know he grabs his camera guys real quick. He's like, "Get a shot of this house. This is what we're gonna use for the old house." Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect fit. I mean, oh. the, that old house was great, yeah. but that ominous, those ominous pillars just standing up there in the moonlight—you're like, "Holy, mm. something crappy is going on in there," you know? But I always wanted to live there. Me <laughs> too. At that house as Me a kid, too. I'm like, I'm gonna live there. I someday. mean, Collinwood <laughs> was great, but the old house was where I wanted to live. Yes, I mean, Collinwood was great. It was a mansion on the hill. It had an east wing and a west wing, and you know, a terrace. The other one I want to mention because. Cause it's a little bit humorous for me the fate that had changed was actually jason mcguire's fate he gives liz you know a run for her money and it's blackmailing her out of so much money and so much crap you know and and so bad that liz wants to kill herself then marry this guy right you know and right. yeah and to not let out this secret i mean he drove her to just blurt the whole thing out in front of a judge yeah, you
1: know,
0: yeah, and not but, not just just not caring anymore. Yeah, and so his fate—he we know that he went to the old house, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> saw Barnabas and got choked, choked to bum, death. Boom, exactly. <laughs> and you know, we know all know that he dies, and no more Jason McGuire. Right. sayonara <laughs> But in the original story Bible, he lives. Wow. Barnabas doesn't get him. You know, he <laughs> he gets run out of Collinwood, and we never hear from him again. That's how that's how Jason McGuire would have ended. But I th- not while well, I don't condone killing. But with people, his track record, how wrong. believable
1: is that that he'd actually stay away?
0: Exactly. That's that's my point. Exactly. You know, I don't killing people's wrong, so I don't condone that. However, if Jason McGuire had been able, had been allowed to just leave, who's to say that he wouldn't come back? And start as bull crap all over again. Exactly. I mean, later on down the line, we get Paul Stoddard, mm-hmm. who is an enigma all by himself. Yeah. I mean, they might have met up and come back together, and then
1: poor Liz, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I wish they wouldn't have taken so long... To bring Paul Stoddard back. Yeah. Uh, Where I'm at in my binge in Dark Shadows right now, Paul has just come back into town. And him and Carolyn have met up and they know each other and Liz just found out. But I wish they wouldn't have waited so long to bring Paul back in because... Of his side of the story. And it was nothing like they knew for the past 18, 20 years. It was totally different. Like, And Jason was that monkey in the middle yep. telling each side a different story yep. for his for his, benefit. for his benefit. Yep, you're absolutely and it's, right. And it's, it's, it's so sad because, you know, they bring Paul on. He tells his side of the story. Carolyn gets in with her dad. She loves him. So and then they, they take him. him. Yeah, yeah. The Leviathans yep. take him. Yeah. It, that was so short-lived. And I wish they would have brought him in
0: sooner. Me too. Because that reunion with him and Carolyn, I feel, was so genuine and... Long overdue and, and for
1: her character. Yeah.
0: And when she found out that her, that her mother had, quote-unquote, killed her father. Yeah. When she found out that, you he know, wasn't Liz, Liz was he, the one who did it. Yeah. And she runs. She runs off. And yeah. they don't see her for, like, a day. Yeah. And by the time she gets back, they find out, you know, Paul daughter is actually alive. And she doesn't go looking for him. She's yeah. just like, oh... That's wonderful that he's not dead. Okay, next scenario. It's like yeah, they just cut you off. <laughs> now I have a we have a great relationship with our dad, so I don't know how Carolyn felt with all that, but I kind of want to believe that if I were in the same scenario and my dad was still alive, I'd want to find him.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, and being a Collins, you got all these resources and all this money, and she probably could have easily tracked him down, and she didn't, yeah. you know, which says says about her loyalty to her mother. Yeah. You know, as as much as they fought, Liz and Carolyn truly did love each other. Mm-hmm. They were not like David and Roger. They didn't they were like, I hate you. Well, I hate you, too. No, they really, they clashed, but mother, what mother and daughter doesn't. But Liz just wanted the best for Carolyn. Yeah. You know, she didn't want Carolyn to be stuck in the madhouse because... You know, Liz was already stuck there because she was waiting on Paul. You know, yeah. or, or 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 we thought. You know. Yeah. And he tells Carolyn when he meets back up with him. Well, I haven't seen I haven't seen Jason McGuire since that night. You know. Right. So Jason took off with Liz's money mm-hmm. that night and didn't even see Paul. Yeah. You know, he just ran off and did his thing, and he only came back because he was broke and he knew Liz Stoddard had money and was quote unquote hiding a body in the
1: basement. Right. And when Paul comes in, he's like, yeah, I remember that night. I remember your mom hit me over the head. And he's like, and then I remember Jason coming in, and he told me that Liz sent me in to finish the job to kill you. So I'm giving you a chance to run off and get out of here. So, I mean... Absolutely. I mean, Jason I, I did, it, Jason was a world-class manipulator. Yes. And again, not condo- condoning killing, but the best... I feel like this was the best thing that could that have That was happened. the best scenario for Jason McGuire's character.
0: <laughs> I absolutely agree. And that gave us a chance to really know Paul without Jason. Because up until this point, that's all we know about Paul, is that he was friends with Jason yeah. and married to Liz.
1: And know? I don't think you... I mean, yeah, it would have created a lot of drama for the show and a lot of viewing yeah but i don't think you could have brought paul back with jason in the picture still yeah yeah um so yeah and but in the end i'm glad they gave us some closure on the paul stoddard um saga and story. they did i i'm i'm really glad that they at least gave us that
0: there is a very very valuable piece of paul stoddard that i have just recently discovered okay reading this original story bible right. you know because there's pieces of it um on uh, dark shadows wiki <laughs> um, <laughs> i came across something that i nearly peed my pants over victoria's whole thing her whole thing is who am i who are my parents what am i supposed to be you know what is my lineage yeah. where did i come from yeah because... That's her whole story. That's her whole story. That's her whole reason for even taking this job. Her whole
1: story is, I have no story.
0: Yes. What is my life? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So she she shows up at this house, and she's she's going to work. That's what she's doing. That's why she's there. Mm-hmm. But she's also there to find out what this family knows about her past. Mm-hmm. That story, we don't get the end of it. It just kind of fizzles off. And I learned that it's because of the failing ratings, they wanted to bring in that supernatural thing and get back on the charts, you know? And so because of Laura, I'm not mad about Laura. I love the Laura Collins story, but I wish we could have finished Vicki's story. Definitely. And because we find out, you know, this whole time they've got us thinking, I bet Liz is her mother. Liz has got to be her mother. Yeah. You know, and, and Liz, you know, maybe had a baby with one of these guys that just adore her. You know, she's up in the house. If they come by, there's many rooms that they can use, you know. Well, and, and
1: Liz was, was sending her all this money. Yeah. All this
0: time. Well, she she finds out that she's been getting all this money, you know, like so, like I, monthly payments. Yeah. Monthly payments to the care of Victoria Winters. No return address. No nothing. Yeah. In the original story Bible, she finds this letter written in Paul Stoddard's hand, this letter that Paul had written Elizabeth when they were in love. And it was Paul's handwriting. And she compared it against the note that she got that was attached to her basket when they dropped her off. Right. Her name is Victoria. I cannot take care of her. And it was the same handwriting as Paul Stoddard's. So now she's got evidence. She was like, okay, are you guys my parents or what? Mm-hmm. You know? And Liz is like, I'm not your mom, but Paul's your dad. Wow. Yeah. Paul's your dad. I'm not your mom, but Paul's your dad.
1: But then the mom, that comes in with the painting, Vicki Yeah. As with Sam Evans. Yeah, Liz claims she knows I think Liz is a liar. I love her, but I think she's a liar. She knows everything.
0: She because That's just she, one of her
1: many secrets.
0: Because we know that, you know, she finds this picture of of um I'm so sorry, the name is escaping me. Um she finds the picture of Betty, Betty Hansgun. Hans- see how it comes to me. Yeah. came to both of us at the same time, P.S. That was kinda cool. Um <laughs> It's too bad this isn't a video podcast. This will be, this will be entertaining. but One day, guys. One day we will do a live show with the with the video and everything. Betty
1: Hanscom.
0: Yes, Betty Hanscom. <laughs> that's what She finds this picture of Betty Hanscom at Sam Evans' place. You know, Sam Evans is Maggie Evans' father. We By this talked. time, her
1: and Maggie are pretty good friends. Yeah,
0: invited her over for dinner. Yeah. You know? And she was like, can I look through some of your dad's paintings? Her dad's an artist. Yeah. And, you know, she finds this picture of Betty Hams- Hans- Hams- Hanscom. I can't even say that word. Hanscom. <laughs> And it looks just like her, you know, it looks exactly like her. Eventually she brings this thing home and Liz is like, well, Li- well Vicky, I don't think it looks anything like you. It looks nothing like you. Yeah. And then Carolyn walks in. She goes, Vicki, why would you have your picture done? Uh-huh. You know, and yeah. she turns around and looks at Liz like, uh-huh, you know. So, so she finds this picture and Liz claims, she swears up and down, I don't know who your mom is. Yeah. I don't know who she is. Yeah. She's like, I've been taking care of you all this time. I gave you the job because you're Paul's daughter and I feel guilty about killing
1: him. Yeah.
0: But we find out that somebody with the name of Hanscom used to work for the Collinses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. nobody seems to remember anything about him or her. Yeah. And they say it's a him and maybe Betty was his daughter or his niece. We don't know. We don't find out. And even the original story Bible doesn't have any more
1: information on Betty Hanscom, mm-hmm. you know? And so But putting the pieces together what we got from the show and then the information from the Bible here. I mean, you can... It's Paul Stoddard and Betty Hanscom. And I just wish they would have kept that. They totally yeah. could have fit that in I real mean, quick.
0: I mean, we're playing detective here right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and but I mean, we're not. I'm sure we're not the only ones who have been trying to figure this out. Yeah, so
0: if you didn't know that, there is your Dark Shadows trivia for the night. Here we go. I had no idea. In all the years I've been watching Dark Shadows, I never got my hands on any pieces of this Bible before, but thank you, technology, here we are. Yeah. and i just found out that paul stoddard is vicky's dad and
1: so he, her and carolyn they're half sisters they're half sisters no wonder i mean they, and they you know friends. they butted heads on things but you know they were as close as sisters right i mean and there you go exactly and i think you know eventually we just got used to vicky
0: you know we oh, yeah. we loved her she became part of the house she became one of the she family
1: was, like as staple as Barnabas is. Yeah, she was she show. was wonderful. We loved her. It and they filled her spot pretty well when she was gone, but man there was always a missing piece without Vicky,
0: my yeah, my heart is always full when I get to see Vicky Winters and Barnabas Collins in the same room yeah. there, there just is. I yeah. mean, she, Vicky had so many not you know, not really so many. She had a few loves along the way, you know, and yeah, and each one was sad when she lost it, each one, you yeah. know, yeah. eventually, we just didn't care where Vicky came from because we loved her. yeah, she you was, know she was.
1: A fa- she was a
0: part of the she family. She was a part of the family, you know, she was, and, and Winters wasn't even her last name, you know, no, that's right. what they called her because that's what time of season
1: she showed up at the orphanage. Right. Like John Snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and from the North. Exactly. But, um, so
0: li- I think, I think Liz has got, she could probably fill a wing of Collinwood with
1: her secrets. Absolutely. I think she really
0: could. Absolutely.
1: And, and I, and I feel also like with her and Barnabas, like with Barnabas, like Vicky was his first true love. I agree. After Josette, I agree, and I think his first had, genuine, true love. I think yeah. I think the last one had nothing we had, to do about being a vampire. N- and not making her. her in, and he didn't even want. He didn't want to change a thing about Vicky. He didn't want to make her what he. I mean, yes, he. In the beginning, yes, that was his plan because he was just trying to rebound from yeah. Maggie, uh, not yeah. it not working, making her Josette. Yeah, he was just trying to rebound off that, but then he really fell in love with Vicky. He and really did. He didn't want to change a thing about her and he wanted to change himself for her. Exactly. Exactly. And I I'm just going to go ahead and
0: say it. It is my opinion. I believe with all of my heart that Barnabas Collins loved Vicky more than he loved Josette. I I I could agree with you there. Like he loved Josette deeply, but there was something about Vicky that he just Yeah. He was tender with her. With, with with Josette, it was all about the passion and, oh, I love you and I can't wait to be married. Yes, but, but on Vicky, a different
1: level. On
0: a different level. On a
1: different level, they connected.
0: Yeah, it was. Like
1: spiritually, it, mentally. They, it was,
0: yeah, it was like finding your soulmate. Yes. You know, yes. They, they they appreciated, you know, each other for exactly what they were, yeah. you know, because Barnabas stopped trying to make her Josette because he was already in love with Vicky. Yeah. You know, and that, that was profound to me. And I kind of wish we could have seen where that would have
1: gone because Barnabas
0: was so lonely, you know, so many failed
1: relationships. Well, and then, you know, (laughs) they're finally going to run off together, you know, and they get into the accident, Mm -hmm. right? Mm
0: -hmm. Because Vicki is pretty sure she just
1: saw Peter Bradford. That's right. Crashes her car. And and that's where it all ends. But, you know, in the end, Vicki finds her place in the world. She does. And she does. she She really does. And but but I loved you know, I loved her
0: storyline. And even my husband who, you know, was adopted, he wanted to know about where he came from, you know, yeah. and I think that's just an orphans thing. You know, they it's, just it's natural. I mean, it's when natural. you don't know who your real parents are, you know, if I didn't know, I'd probably be turning the world upside down trying to find them. You know, and it's just a classic story of an orphan who wants to know where she came from. Right. And, and it's, it's a great start to the... It's a great start to her The life. second
1: saga, I will say, of Dark Shadows. Because, you know, pre-Barnabas is a whole saga itself. Yeah. And then that that's a great start to the next saga of Dark Shadows. Yeah, I agree. This orphan... To lead it off, you know, into this mysterious dark world. Yeah. To find herself.
0: And and find herself at such a place where she's going to get an experience like she never dreamed. Yeah. You know, okay. So the one thing I want to comment on, because it kind of leads into that, is when she's sitting at the bar with Maggie in the mm-hmm. hotel diner. Yeah. You know, and she's, she's having her dinner because she's waiting on this guy with a flat tire. Mm-hmm. And Maggie is like your average run-of-the-mill town <laughs> gossip. Yeah. And she... You know, how's your steak, honey? You know, would you like a piece of pie? She's you know? like your
1: local bartender.
0: Yeah, she's like your I local mean, bartender. She's know and food and
1: booze, you know? Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> and she's telling her, she's telling her, she was like, you should stay the night and then decide in the morning, you know? And, yeah, sleep and on it. And she was like, no, I got to do this, got to do this. And yeah. we all know Vicky had her reasons. And Maggie was like, well, I could tell you stories about that house that would rock you from here all the way back to the railroad station. Mm-hmm. And Vicky's like, no, thank you. You mm-hmm. know, I still want to take uh, it. I'll, I'll Make my own opinions. Yeah. That whole, by that whole first episode, she, someone is trying to talk that girl out of going to Collinwood, you know? Yes. Something is going on in this dusty old house on top of the cliff and everybody in town knows it. Mm -hmm. And everybody is terrified of what's going up in that, going on up in that house. And Maggie knew it too. And she was like, my favorite line of like that first episode was, was move in there, but take a good look in that mirror because in two months that pretty little head of yours is going to be one glorious shade of gray. One of my favorite lines. I thought it was great. Yeah. And Vicky, she kind of looks in the mirror and brushes her hair back, you know, like, like Maggie kind of got in her head. And, you know, as she's leaving, she's like, you were just kidding, right? And Maggie goes, sure, honey. Sure I was, you know,
1: and but I, I do like how they um, calmed Maggie down a little, you know? Yeah. After, you know, Barnabas got a hold of her, she didn't really work much anymore. And she just kind of stayed home and t- took care of her dad. And yeah. I, I like that. Um, I did,
0: too. Like, I didn't like her to be... Like I loved her as the as they portrayed her in the beginning. I did love that about her, but I love that they gave her more character. Yeah. I said you know she character never relevant.
1: lost she never lost her toughness. Yeah, she was she was always spunky and sassy. Yeah, and, and tough, and I she, loved she spoke up. you yeah. know, don't touch me. You know <laughs> and, exactly. You know, but and and
0: for all that Maggie went through, for all yeah. that Maggie went through, yeah. I. I have this appreciate. I know Maggie is the beautiful one in the story. She's the one that looks like Josette, but she's not a damsel in
1: distress. She is a tough bird. Yeah, that, yes. And when going through that whole crap with Joe and Angelique, when Angelica had a mm. hold of him, she was... That was the end of them. She broke she, my heart. She wasn't even a damsel then. Like, you know, she's like, I love you, Joe, but I can't I can't do this, you know? Yeah, she's and like, oh, like they gave away your job
0: at the, at the shipyard and... Goodbye, Joe, and that's yeah, what she says. You I, know, I,
1: I've I've done everything I can. I'm out.
0: It was another relationship that Angelique ruined. Thank you very much, Angelique. <laughs> but Angelique is a story all by herself, and we will definitely get to Angelique.
1: Yeah, we have so much more to go on.
0: It's yeah, there's so much more. To so talk many about. stories. I'm I'm so excited to do this. This has been a dream of ours for some time, and I'm so glad that um it's finally coming. It's finally her here. here. It's finally here. And um, so we will leave you with that tonight. Again, we would love to hear from you if you send us an email at Between the Shadows 2021 at Gmail, or you can find us on Facebook at Between the Shadows. We're all about fan comments, so please send us whatever you think, your comments. Um, If you happen to have any questions, we will be very happy to. If you have a specific topic, let us know. Absolutely. We would love to hear from you. Um, But we will leave you with that tonight. And we just want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Remember to keep it between us and the
1: shadows. Good night. Good night. One night I had a dream. It was a girl on a train. And she was riding along a rocky coastline. I can remember the waves smashing on the rocks. And in the dream, I knew that somehow she was being hired as a governess to work in this big house. The train drops her off at this little one-horse station. It's nighttime. And she steps out onto the empty platform, and the train pulls away into the darkness and the mist. And she's standing there all alone. And I woke up.
0: You've been listening to Between the Shadows, a Dark Shadows podcast. All original Dark Shadows music, video clips, images, and media are the sole property of Dan Curtis Productions and is only used to promote Dark Shadows and should not be distributed, copied, or reproduced.